Hail and well met, everybody. Welcome to Geek Thyself, a show by nerds, for nerds, who love geeking out over random facts and esoteric trivia. My name is Heather. I'm Russell. And we'll be your hosts for this journey through the wondrous land of information. So, hi everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of Geek Thyself. Hi, guys. This week, we're going to be talking about Harry Potter. But with a twist. Yeah, very loosely, because we're still emotional about countless heroes. Shocker. Yes. Um, For anyone who isn't aware, Russell and I were both on the show here on Nerdsmith called Countless Heroes. Mm -hmm. It was a Twitch stream, uh, live play D&D show, and it just recently ended because this episode is going to be coming out the week after Countless has ended. Yes. We don't know what's happened yet because Mm-mm. we're we're banking on the fact that we're not going to be up to record this weekend yes because we will be crying mm-hmm. all all weekend so we're recording early so we don't know if anyone didn't make it and thinking about that is already making me sad so i'm going to stop <laughs> but while we're still thinking happy thoughts about these characters we thought it would be fun to sort them into their uh, Hogwarts houses, or at least our opinions of this. Yes. Whether the characters of these characters, are, uh, characters, whether the players of these characters, I did that, I did that last time as well, <laughs> whether <laughs> the players of these characters agree with us or not. Players, let us know. We want to, we, we want your opinions. Um, mm-hmm. I am curious. So yeah, just before we get into that, we should probably just do a quick rundown of what sorting means for people who maybe have never... Yeah, ha- had the pleasure of Harry Potter before, do you think? I, which boggles my mind that anyone would fit into that category. But I know there are people out there who haven't really watched the movies or read the books. I work with one or two people who fit into that. Yeah. I, I just want to point out the the first book came out now 20 years ago. I know. Yeah. So that there could possibly be people who just were born after it and never went back. That's so, true. Harry Potter. In the magical world of Harry Potter which has Hogwarts as the sort of wizarding school. When everybody gets there, they are sorted into one of the four houses. Mm-hmm. Uh, the houses are where you'll spend all of your seven years at the school. And as Dumbledore said in the, the first book and movie, your house becomes like your family. Yes. Uh, they all have very different ideals and different traits that, make people belong to certain houses and while most people have at least dominant parts of their personality from multiple houses there will be an element that is stronger than the rest yes in most cases uh how it's decided uh it isn't decided by any specific person it's decided by the sentient talking hat Talking hat, sorting hat. Wow. <laughs> uh, sentient means they can talk. Sentient means they can think. Sentient sorting hat, which essentially is placed on every student's head and essentially sometimes have a nice conversation with them inside their own head mm-hmm. and just sees their ideals better than they can uh, and then sorts them how they think accordingly. And that's basically how that works. So the four houses are Gryffindor, Slytherin, mm-hmm. Ravenclaw and Hufflepuff. Gryffindor tends to focus on courage, bravery, nerve, and chivalry. Gryffindors are a little bit like the knight type of character, the knight type of person. Yeah, they will stand up for people. Mm -hmm. They are perhaps maybe hot-headed. Sometimes. Potentially. 
Yeah. Um, but their intentions are good at the very end of the day. Yes. For the most part. There are obviously can be exceptions, but generally they're, they're perceived as good. I agree. Mm-hmm. And then there is Slytherin. Slytherin tends to focus on ambition, cunning, leadership, and resourcefulness. These are the people mm. who, the ambition in particular, anyone who's more focused on that, they tend to be very focused on getting ahead, using whatever means yep. they have necessary to get there, using their intelligence to get there, things like that. Yes. Within the the story of Harry Potter, most of Lord Voldemort, or he who must not be named, mm-hmm. followers, came from Slytherin House. But that does not mean by any stretch of the imagination that Slytherin only produces evil wizards. Correct. There are... There are very good wizards who have just had that kind of cunning and ambition thrown onto them, but that doesn't mean they're bad people. You just have to say that because right. it's that uh, there are good Slytherins. They do exist. Not every single one of them is a Death Eater. <laughs> no, this is this is very accurate. Not all of them are yes. evil. No. Okay. And then there is Ravenclaw. Ravenclaw mm-hmm. tends to favor intelligence creativity, learning, and wit. Mm. So they are the bookworms of the Harry Potter world. Yes. Okay. And finally, we've got Hufflepuff. Hufflepuff prefers hard work, patience, justice, and loyalty. Yeah. Whenever I think of Hufflepuff, I just always think of the ones who are, you know, really dedicated and good-hearted and loyal Mm -hmm. to their friends and really believe in the just causes and things like that. Yeah, definitely. Just before we get on to sorting characters, my personal house, the one I've always... When I was younger, my affinity drifted more towards Gryffindor because Mm -hmm. I like to stand up to people. Wasn't too good for standing up for myself, (laughs) though, at the time. Uh, But as I've matured and grown up, I find myself much happier in Hufflepuff. Mm. Uh, It's where I enjoy being. I feel very loyal to the people that I love. I like to think I'm a hard worker (laughs) for the most part. And I I just try and be as good of a person as I can be. Yeah, I identify quite heavily with Hufflepuff now. Uh, What about you, Heather? What do you identify with? I think I know, but (laughs) tell the audience. You know, when I was a kid, of course, reading the books and stuff, everyone wanted to be Gryffindor. Oh, absolutely. For the most part, because that's who the books focused on. Yes. But as I've gotten older and really looked at the different houses and what they tend to favor... And I, a couple of times when I've taken tests, I almost always come back as either Ravenclaw or Hufflepuff with leanings towards Ravenclaw. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I would have pegged you as Ravenclaw. Just because of this whole show, for one thing, you, you obviously <laughs> care quite a bit about the spread of knowledge and intelligence. Mm-hmm. And very geeky things with bookworms. You know, we, we, we both enjoy reading or listening to books. Obviously, we've talked about this before. Yes. Yeah. That doesn't surprise me at all that you, you'd be put as Ravenclaw. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I, I often get sorted into Ravenclaw and Sometimes Hufflepuff. Which I can also see as well, because you're a very, uh, you're a friendly person. You also are are loyal to the people, uh, which is nice. (laughs) Yes, thank you. Mm. Let's start on this master list of D&D characters who may be alive and or dead. We don't know yet. Oh, the pain of that hurts me. So I just, I just wrote down everybody's names for all of the 16 characters. Sure. Yep. They're not in any particular order. This is just the order in which they popped into my head as I was writing them down. Yep. Cool. So who do we have first? First up is Pip. Pip. Oh, <laughs> wow. Okay. Yeah. 
Pip's a hard one because he's he his yes. character is a barbarian yes. and he is very brave and courageous, but he's also very food oriented. He's also very hard working. Like yes, throughout throughout the the Countess Heroes campaign, he's had so many side businesses and mm-hmm. new jobs. Like yes. he he hustles hard. <laughs> for yes. for for a ferret person, he hustles just as hard, yes. if not harder than everybody else. No, this is very oh. true. So yeah, I think he would either be Gryffindor or Hufflepuff, with leanings either way. But which one do you mm-hmm. think is probably more dominant? Do you think? Mm-hmm. I would argue Hufflepuff, and I'm gonna tell you why. I was thinking the same thing, and I'm wondering if we have the same reason. Because on Lamina Island... With Frau Frau? Yes. Yes. That's exactly <laughs> what I was thinking. He, in that moment, he was extremely loyal to all of us. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I feel like that is what comes down to it. Like, in those moments when it matters, he could have chosen to attack, which I think would have still been loyal, but more gryffindor orientated. Mm-hmm. Because obviously with his barbarian side. Yeah, but instead he went back to help us rather than yes. trying to fight her or anything. He understood her reasoning even though he didn't agree with her choices. And so instead yes. he just went back to help us. I would agree. Yeah. I was leaning a little bit Hufflepuff for the same reason. Yeah, so I would put Hufflepuff dominant with Ray- Gryffindor. Uh, uh, with Gryffindor ju- just below that. Yeah, me too. Next up is Mari. Mari. Okay. Uh, yeah, there's no there's no question about it. She's always smiley. She's always happy. She's always trying to make people feel better. She's very, very loyal, patient. Very, very patient. Yeah. Uh, she's only been angry a couple times. And even then, it's always been about the people that she cares about. Yes. Well, like, and uh, I, the... I have to be honest, at least in my mind, Hufflepuffs, mm. not always, but often kind of picture very, um like, the tree huggers of the Harry Potter world, but not not with any of the negative <laughs> connotations that come with that. No, phrase. no, I understand that, but, but it, you're not wrong. Like they love everything, and I wouldn't put it past them to also love nature. Mm-hmm. So I feel like that just fits for Mari very well. Yes, I'd agree. I I would say leanings. If we were going to give her a secondary one, I think yes, her leaning would be either Gryffindor or Ravenclaw. I was thinking the same. I I would probably say Gryffindor just because she's put herself in harm's way to protect other people, even though she's very squishy herself. That's true. So, I yeah, I, I, I would do the same, but I, she's also in, incredibly intelligent and she's had great ideas. It's only just Gryffindor, but I think it is still Gryffindor. Mm-hmm. Just, just. Next up, Nathan. Nathan, oh boy. He's a hard one. He is. He's Mm. very hard-headed. Yes. He's very quick to act. I would... I'd probably put him Gryffindor the highest. Yeah, same. Just, Just because... He will, again, put himself in danger for the people that he cares about. But he can also have that sort of... That connotation of acting first. Which Mm -hmm. might not always be the correct thing to do. Sometimes. I feel like he's a Gryffindor Hufflepuff. Yeah, but the other way. Like, he's Gryffindor and then secondary Hufflepuff. Yes. Which is why I think Mari and Nathan get on, because they they help, comp- they they complement each other very nicely. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah, I'd agree. I think Gryffindor is definitely uh, up there. Next up is Finku. Oh, boy. Okay. <laughs> or should we do ourselves last? Uh, yeah, I think we should leave ourselves last. Okay. Just Just because then we can have a bit of a discussion about what we think. Because it's obviously going to be more the other person talking for 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 us because 
you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So we'll we'll move ourselves to the end of the episode. I think. All right. So next up then would be Oshin. Oshin. Oh, mm. Oshin. Okay. I'm kind of torn. Yeah. Because Oshin does have a selfish streak. The on- I think the only person he wouldn't choose before himself, like. 100% of the time might be oh, Soxy um, or like Pinball pi- or the Kittens. Yes. Yeah. No, I could. They, they definitely have that like looking out for number one, mm-hmm. but, which is fine. It's not a negative thing, but uh, I can definitely see what you mean, especially like when they were considering moving. Yes. For the sake of themselves. Yeah. Okay. I can definitely see that. They are still brave. Yes. Okay. So what are you thinking with this? I was thinking almost like a 50-50 Slytherin Gryffindor. Yeah, I I think so. We're not sorting very well. We keep giving everybody secondary houses. (laughs) Well, I think that always comes up with these sort of quizzes. It's like, like, uh, at least like when I used to take them like 10 years ago, uh, (laughs) Mm -hmm. uh, they... They they also gave you like the percentages of, of the other houses. That's so, true. Like and like the, the and the thing is that that's where the sorting hat exists is people aren't cut and dry. Mm-hmm. Like that that's the whole point of the sorting hat is it's you know it's like where where to put you. Right. Like you've got bits of other things. Okay, so like out of the Slytherin sort of traits, what do you think appeals to Oshin? I feel like resourcefulness. Yes. Because he's he's going to use what he can, however he can. To keep things going. Yes, I'd agree. And I feel like a little bit the ambition, but not in like a necessarily I want all the power kind of way, more in like an I'm going to make sure I'm okay kind of way. Yeah, I can definitely get behind that. The cunning, I think not as much. Right. Not an, not as an insult, just they, they don't seem like the schemey kind of kind of person no i agree they're, they're very open they're very open with what their ideals are mm-hmm. but their ideal their ideals can be slytherin leaning uh, i guess you could say yeah so yeah i think maybe put slytherin just just on top because they do have a lot of gryffindor qualities as well yeah but i mean jay's even flat out said that oshin is selfish yes like that is that is one of the character traits that he thinks of when he thinks of that character so i feel like in that way slytherin fits yes uh, i'd agree okay so who, who's next on the list next is callie callie it's in important to note that Callie, who's played by Tessa, Tessa's played two characters. Yes. But because we don't want this episode to be like 80 minutes long, we're only going to go over current characters. I think that's probably our best way to go, just because yeah. otherwise we're going to be here forever. Yeah, no, <laughs> I, I think that's that's fair. Um, if if maybe that we want other ones covered, we can maybe cover them. If, if people respond, we can maybe do that. Okay, so Callie. Callie. Right. Callie. Definitely protective and uh, very, very ready for action, as we've seen with disastrous consequences, mm-hmm. unfortunately. So Gryffindor immediately shouted to me a little bit. You know what, though? I feel like she's got some slither in there in there, too, because <laughs> of her leadership. Uh, definitely. And her her cunning. It's very good. She's very diplomatic. Yes, she's very diplomatic. And also her ambition, because her whole shtick when she came into Cinderhaven, having just gotten away from her order, coming to Cinderhaven and wanting to establish herself and, like, get a church started, and she's done that. And she's one of the most powerful women in the city. Absolutely. Uh, but I also, sorry, I had to laugh at the fact is that you said 
that Kelly would like a bit of Slytherin in her because <laughs> she would just find that funny <laughs> as a person. Fair um, enough. But, but, but I'd agree. I think that Callie is probably like Slytherin. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They've got a lot of Slytherin qualities, yeah. but also a lot of Gryffindor in them as well. I feel like a lot of these characters are going to have Gryffindor because they're, they're heroes is, is the whole point. Yeah, that's true. You kind of have to. Yeah, a little bit. But Slytherin is probably like really good, actually, for uh, for Callie, just because, yeah, like you said, full of ambition and mm-hmm. like still went with with all of their plans, even while the city was in shambles. Yes, this is very true. Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd agree with that, Slytherin, definitely. Yeah. Okay, next up is Primeheart. Primeheart. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's an interesting one. Nothing... Oh, I don't know. <laughs> this one's a bit difficult. He's a, he's a tricky one because he's got a, a lot of different aspects to him that could go into yes. s- to pretty much all of these. Although mm. I personally feel like his strongest one might be Hufflepuff. Yes, he does care about nature and everyone around him very much. So yeah, I could definitely see that. What do you think like would be secondary? Because we've done secondaries for everybody. So what would you what would you put secondary for him? Honestly, I think for him, I would. Yeah, see, this is is, is the issue I was having. Because, like, he's got a few Slytherin aspects, uh, a couple of them. Yeah. Uh, just, like, with that drive and ambition and that kind of thing. Well, and he's he's very resourceful. Yeah, and he's also a man of action. Yes. Uh, for in that kind of in that kind of drive way. I, I feel like Primeheart would be, like, like a 60% Hufflepuff and then, yeah. like, a 30% Slytherin and, like, a 10% Gryffindor. Yeah, yeah. You know what? Yeah, yeah. I feel like you're right. <laughs> We're just making this even more diluted, but sure. <laughs> yes. I, I, yeah, but I think Hufflepuff like, might be his sort of defining house. Uh-huh. So yeah, I'd agree with you there. Okay. Next up is yeah. Lark. Oh, Lark is 100%. Oh, actually, no. I was about to say it, and then I was like, no, actually, is that right? <laughs> because he is brave like a Gryffindor. Yes. But his he has so much loyalty to his friends. Well, and he's just so childlike at heart. I, f- yes. I feel like Lark is a Hufflepuff, but with, yeah. with the Gryffindor leanings. Yeah, absolutely. Because I was about to say Gryffindor, and then everything else came with the character. I was like, wait, no. No, no. Yeah, definitely. I, I agree with you there, Hufflepuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Next is Connor. Connor. Okay. I would... Connor... I've not really had too much experience with Connor, unfortunately, just because of the scheduling. Uh, Same. But from what I've seen about Connor, he seems very Slytherin. I was going to say, I feel like Connor might be like a Slytherin Hufflepuff mix. Yeah, because he's definitely cunning. He's got ambition. But he's also loyal. Yes, which is why he's having an issue deciding right now about whether he's taking the deal which the Snow Queen gave him, because... It could end up going against his friends, yes. Right, because he's, he's a mix of those two, so he's trying to decide what he's going to do. Yes, because he wants, obviously, more power and mm-hmm. like, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. But he could also want to go against what she wants because of his loyalty. So yeah, I think that's a good, good fit. Uh, would you put Slytherin on the top or Hufflepuff? I would put Slytherin on the top. Yeah, so would I. Okay, fair enough. Also because he's very focused on... I mean, at least in the beginning, when he was first coming in and doing a lot of, like, drinking and dating and carousing. Mm. 
Yeah. <laughs> Connor was very focused on himself and having just come back mm-hmm. from wherever he was while he was missing. So I, he had to be very resourceful to figure things out and he had to be very cunning and he had the ambition to find out what had happened to him. So. Yeah, that's that's true. I'd agree with all of that. Okay, next up is Seldana. Seldana. <laughs> Ravenclaw. Ravenclaw immediately spoke out yeah. uh, because they're incredibly intelligent uh, and they're, even their domain is about knowledge Yeah, uh, for their cleric. So Ravenclaw definitely there. I feel like Hufflepuff is the second one. Yeah, um, I, I would agree with that. Um, yeah, yeah, I, I feel like that that one there isn't really much to talk about Mm-mm. she 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 is loyal uh she is very intelligent yes she didn't really she doesn't really have too much of the 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 cunning uh there no like while she did go along with the plan to to marry marry the king uh, that wasn't an ambitious move for her. She didn't want the power with that. <laughs> no, no, she didn't. It just happened so i i wouldn't i wouldn't yeah I wouldn't put slithering. Mm-hmm. There. Okay, so I think, yeah, I think that's about right. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the mid-roll. Uh, gonna start off, like always, talking about our wonderful sponsors, and I want to talk about World Anvil. It's worldanvil.com. I definitely recommend you go check out the site. It's all sorts of fantastic world building tools and campaign management tools. So whether you're an author trying to flesh out your world or whether you're a DM who wants to create the world with your characters and flesh out the NPCs and create ways that they're linked between each other. Either way, it's a fantastic resource and you get a lot of amazing features for free with a base account. And you can upgrade from there and get a lot of other cool features as you need them. But definitely check it out, worldanvil.com. Okay, and we'd also like to talk about uh, Die Hard Dice. Die Hard Dice has been a sponsor of the whole Nerds with Network for a while now. They create stunning polymer dice and metal dice, including their own molds that they create themselves. So you won't find their specific dice elsewhere. Uh, they have their own Spellwinder series now with those dice, where they have dual colours in them on the metal, and they're, they're just gorgeous. They've got new ones out. Oh, I don't remember what the new ones are called, but they look gorgeous. It was something to do with nobility and being regal. Oh yeah, it was uh, it was regal. That was it. Uh, it because it was purple and red. Also, they have like I said last week, they have the uh, the new uh, scroll of rollings, which are rollable dice tray mats uh, to roll on so you don't lose your dice. They also have a zip pocket for you to store up to two full sets of uh, poly uh, of uh, poly sets or metal sets if that's what you have, uh, because they have both and they're gorgeous. If you'd like to pick up any of those accessories or more dice for more characters, because who ha- whoever has enough dice? If you ask Tessa, no one ever has enough dice ever, so it's fine. But if you want to pick up more, you could maybe go over to Die Hard Dice and use the code GIG THYSELF and get 15% one five off your first or next order from them. That's dieharddice.com. Feel free to check them out, they're yep. amazing. And please don't forget to check out the other wonderful shows on the Nerdsmith Network. You can go to nerdsmith.org to find out more about all of the different podcasts, streaming shows, and new creations coming from Nerdsmith. Yeah, great. Thanks, guys.
now back into the list of sorting. We've gone over a little bit, but that's okay, because we're probably going to end up talking about our own characters for a little bit longer. That's fine. Next is GB. GB. I mean, he has to be Ravenclaw. Yeah. I, I think he's incredibly brave and incredibly loyal, though. Like, and but he's in t- but he's literally the smartest member of the party. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, he values knowledge and in especially oh, but you see, he's also got the Slytherin aspect of like ambition about creating things with a school of invention. That's oh true. wow, GP's just got a bit of everything. <laughs> okay, I, I didn't realize like that kind of thing, but yeah, because obviously he's school of invention. So his whole like he's got a massive drive for creating things. He's also a really hard worker because he's had multiple jobs during. During all of this. Not to mention the fact he's a dog. Mm-hmm. So he's got to have a fair amount of ambition just to get any of this done. This is and very true. And he nearly always does. So yeah, I don't... Oh, wow. He's he's actually really <laughs> difficult to place. Yeah, I agree with you. He's hard to put in any one house. I feel like he might be one where it's literally a tie between mm. two of them. Not that one is stronger Maybe. than the other, but, like, actually a tie. <laughs> yes. In in the Harry Potter world, they call that a hat stall. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, which is where the hat spends a considerable amount of time trying to consider between houses and just can't. Uh, I'm not actually sure what happens in that situation, because obviously it was never covered in the books. But I think it's on Pottermore, so if you wanted to have a look at that, you could. Uh, I think it normally ended up with people choosing between the houses that the hat was stuck on. Mm -hmm. And I feel like if GB had the choice, he would pick Ravenclaw. I agree. I think. So I think we should probably go with Ravenclaw as his... Like his his house based on that kind of thing, but Andy, feel free to let us know if you if you have a different opinion. <laughs> yeah, um, but then he's also very loyal, so yes. but also ambitious. So I'm torn between whether Slytherin or Hufflepuff would be his second one. Um, I would I would think Hufflepuff because as much as as loyal like as ambitious as he is, he has been loyal to everybody. He, he has ever met his like his his, his quote was uh, that's true. people are just friends I've not ne- not yet not met yet that's true everyone's his like, friend yes so I feel like Hufflepuff is slightly more just I would agree just next one I this might be the easiest one of the entire entire show yeah Sill Sill Hufflepuff. <laughs> Yes, Hufflepuff. There's, there's just the, the, no, no. There isn't, there isn't anything else there. <laughs> it, even if, even if she is a barbarian, she only does that to protect people and friends and things. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, yeah. There's nothing. There's nothing there. <laughs> like definitely brave and that. Yeah. Like so, Gryffindor would definitely stick with the secondary house, but Hufflepuff is by far. The dominant there. Oh yeah, she's. It's like ninety percent Hufflepuff and like ten percent Gryffindor, and the ten percent yeah, is when yeah. she's raging. <laughs> yeah, or just before raging. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's definitely fair. Uh, next up is another one that I feel like it's going to be very easy. Yoth. Okay. Uh, Yoth, uh, Slytherin. Yeah, Yoth is one hundred percent a Slytherin. Like I don't even know what cunning. What else we'd yeah, put there? It's like, Slytherin. Yeah, definitely. There's there's not really too much there. Uh, d- wasn't exactly loyal 
uh, to the group no. <laughs> while, while he was around. So can't can't really be for that. I suppose if you were going to give him a second one, he would probably Ravenclaw. Be Ravenclaw, because he's incre- incredibly intelligent. Uh, so yeah, I think those are two. Which it's kind of interesting because not very many people don't have like Gryffindor as their secondary or primary. But yeah, no, I think Slytherin Ravenclaw that fits in really well. Yeah, we've got a handful now that don't have um, Gryffindor. Yeah. Yeah, and to, to be clear for anyone who's wondering, the reason we're talking about Yoth instead of Errol is because Errol's dead. Yes. Um, unfortunately. <laughs> he, he died many episodes ago, so he's not around for us to sort anymore. But Yoth is still alive no. somewhere. Yes, and could potentially be back for the final. Mm-hmm. Maybe. We don't know. <laughs> uh, but <laughs> we'll find out, I guess. This is true. So who's who's next? Rosie. Rosie. Okay. She's she's incredibly loyal, mm-hmm. but she's also very cunning. Yes, I feel like Rosie is Hufflepuff first. Hufflepuff first, and then Slytherin. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'd agree because she, she's got loyalty, she's got ambition, she's got drive to do what she wants to do. Uh, but she she does have the loyalty of of the group, and she does care considerably about them. Sometimes more than herself. And hard work. Yes. She works very hard for her yes. money. Yes. Yep, I'd, I'd, yeah, I'd agree with those. Okay, next up is Owen. Owen. Okay. I mm-hmm. was thinking a lot for Owen in Slytherin. I could see that. Because he's incredibly dip- diplomatic. He's got the amazing silver tongue. He knows how to work people. He's very ambitious. He, yeah, he's so he's got that ambition, but he's also he's very cunning. Yes, he's got good leadership skills, and he's yeah. very resourceful. Yes, absolutely. And again, for anyone who's you know concerned about it, we we are doing this from the like purely what the houses represent, not what the connotation has become because all the bad wizards were in Slytherin. Yes. So we are we are not saying no. any of these characters are uh, evil. No. Uh, there can be good Gryffindors or bad Gryffindors. Their, their house does not decide Correct. what they choose to do. Their, this is just their traits. But yeah, Slytherin definitely. He's incredibly loyal and cares deeply about people because he was a doctor. Mm-hmm. So while he is brave, I would probably put Hufflepuff as his second. I could see that. Yeah. Uh, what Do you think maybe Gryffindor's higher? Mm, I don't know. Honestly, no. I think Hufflepuff's higher because in addition to being loyal he's also very patient mm. yeah and he believes in justice and, incre- and incredibly hardworking as well yes so yeah mm-hmm. but i i was just thinking too though it's kind of funny because rosie and owen are the two bards yeah. in our group and they're both very different kinds of bards but they both get along very well and they've had some really nice moments and we we literally just made them the flips we of did. each other. We just said that Rosie is a Hufflepuff yeah. Slytherin and that Owen is a Slytherin yeah, Hufflepuff. But that means they complement each other quite well. And I feel like you're, you're entirely right. Yes. Uh, they, they do work really well together and they are extremely mm-hmm. cute when they have soft moments. <laughs> yes, I agree. And now it's us. <laughs> oh, boy. Okay, so who are we going to sort first? Well, I put you first on the list, so... <laughs> Okay, so we're sorting me first. So, okay. Finku. All right. Yes. Okay, so let me have a little bit of a think. <laughs> uh, if you want to start talking, that's fine, but I'm going to ponder about what I think. Okay. So, for Finku, okay. he he's very creative, yes. and he's always fiddling with something. 
and he likes learning about new things. Yes. And he does. He wasn't very good at being super sneaky. Not he got Not better. Not at the beginning. No, you're right. He got he better. Got better. <laughs> he did get better. I got I like how that became a, a running joke because I just rolled terrible on it every time. <laughs> he really did. Oh, it's fun. Um, yeah. So I feel like Finku's first one might be Ravenclaw. Yeah. But he's but he also is very loyal and hardworking mm. yes. and loves his friends. Yes. So I'm torn on whether the second one would be a little bit of Slytherin because he is very resourceful and cunning or okay. whether it should be Hufflepuff. Okay. Okay. Here's what we can do is you, you make the decision and then I'm going to talk about what I originally did with the character. Okay. Okay. So I feel like he is Ravenclaw and I don't know. Honestly, I feel like my leaning is Ravenclaw Hufflepuff. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, that's what I would. That's where I would lean as well for right now. But originally, he was a Slytherin Ravenclaw mm-hmm. because back when he was a rogie boy, he <laughs> and, and less of a wizard. He was still an inventor and a tinkerer, but it hadn't become his main focus yet. So it's white to second. But Slytherin mm-hmm. was when he was more cunning, and like he still got the ambition like to become a good inventor. So, like, but that's kind of translated into more of a Ravenclaw passion for learning. Yeah. And, but also at that point, he didn't have people who were loyal to him. Like, that. the whole point is that he was ostracized from his, ostracized from his community. So he had no one and then became very good friends with, with all of the Dawn. So that is where that loyalty came from. So, yeah. uh, originally, I put him as um, a, a, maybe a Ravenclaw Slytherin. I could see that. Uh, maybe not Slytherin. Yeah. So, but de- they def- definitely had, like, that kind of leaning, like, to get things done in whatever way he could uh, and didn't really care about hurting people financially or whatever mm-hmm. to do it. He has now come around to not like that aspect at all and really doesn't do it as much. In fact, he doesn't even like breaking into places unless necessary they, they need to as a group. Yeah. So he's definitely changed. So definitely Ravenclaw was always was always up there because he was an inventor and a tinkerer and then he literally became a school invention wizard. Yeah. <laughs> uh so Ravenclaw was always up there, but Slytherin has definitely shifted away to be Hufflepuff. I yeah. Think. And I was definitely thinking of current Finku and not Finku in the beginning. Yes. No, I I, I understand that. So that's why uh, I was just kind of explaining where my original thought process was and how that character has shifted throughout throughout of uh the whole of the the campaign mm-hmm. because he's had a lot of development. Yes, this is true. In that regard, <laughs> so has Soxy. <laughs> so, yeah. Yes. Yeah, speaking of Soxy. Um, yes. Okay, so Soxy see. is next. <laughs> yes. Okay. Soxy, she's incredibly loyal to the people that she's come to mm-hmm. know, and I have a feeling that is mainly because it's what she only knew or only knew at the time. These are the people that were literally her whole life. Yes. I've I've said it before, I don't remember where, but I I agree with you 100%. Soxie's, like, even though she knows she's a chitin, so at some point she came from Lamina, Soxie's Mm. whole world is Cinderhaven. Yes. Like, that, she doesn't know anything else. Her, Her home, her people, her family, her life, everything is in Cinderhaven. Yeah, I definitely, I definitely agree with that. I'd also give... 
a secondary uh, house uh, to Gryffindor, just because I don't think uh, Sarksy necessarily fits the Ravenclaw uh, archetype all that much. Uh, in my personal opinion, no, and I, would I agree. don't <laughs> think, she, yeah, I don't think she has it in her to be like the cunning, ambitious Slytherin Mm-mm. either. No. Uh, not that those are bad things, just I don't think it fits her her character so well because of the situation she was placed in. Yes, she definitely had some uh, some ambition to get up and start again because obviously when you're literally just dropped out with nothing, there's obviously an amount of drive and passion there. But I don't think it was like enough defining to put Slytherin up there, if that makes sense. No, I would agree. So yeah, definitely I'd put Hufflepuff first because... Yeah, the the reason that she she fights is because of the people she's with. It's the and it's the reason she's fought all through the campaign, at least in my, mm-hmm. in my opinion. So, what do you think? I would agree with you. Actually, that's what I was leaning towards as well. Especially mm. considering, um, for anyone who's followed the campaign from the very very beginning, when Soxie started, the reason that she was helping to fight against the king was because. The Dawn are the ones that freed her and Oshin from the cells. So they were the only people she knew besides Oshin, and she and Oshin were both loyal to them and wanted to help because they had yes. freed them. Mm-hmm. So literally from the very beginning, the reason she fought was out of a sense of loyalty to the people who had helped her. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that, that that is why I was uh, leaning that way uh, yeah. anyway. I, I would agree with you. I do think it's interesting that both of our paladins in this campaign are Hufflepuff Gryffindors. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, that uh, and they get on really well, mm-hmm. uh, which obviously makes sense because they they've got an affinity for each other. So yeah, yes. um, it's really interesting. And I feel like with all the lists that we've made, is that we've made all the sort of combinations for. Or at least a lot of the combinations for like primary and secondary. Mm-hmm. I think we have all of them. Uh, oh, the only one that we didn't have is uh, Slytherin Gryffindor because those two. Oh no, no, no! Those two oppose Oshin. each other. Oh, we do. Oh yeah, we do. Oshin and okay, Callie. We said yeah. both of them were Slytherin okay. Gryffindors. Okay. Okay. Uh, so do we have any? Is is there any that like are missing? If you want to just quickly run through it, because that'd be really cool if we actually hit all of them. You know, I don't think we have a Ravenclaw Slytherin. Okay, all right. I think that's what we're uh, well, missing. Well, I mean, yeah. Oh, sorry. Uh, the reason I was thinking that is because of like my original thought of it being Raven, Vinku uh, being Ravenclaw Slytherin at the start. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's why I was thinking that uh, he's obviously not a Ravenclaw Slytherin anymore. He doesn't have that aspect of himself no. uh, nearly as much as he as he used to. He's still quite cunning. Yes. Uh, and very resourceful, at least in my opinion, but. It's not his defining factors anymore. No, I would agree. But yeah, I think for the most part that these are, I feel like these are as accurate as we can be without going into like percentages of every single house. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I definitely agree with that. Uh, so yeah, uh, if you if you have seen the show, feel free to let us know what you think. Mm-hmm. If you think like differently to us, even about our own characters, like it's all about interpretation at the end of the day. Yes, this is true. Uh, that's all this is. So feel free to let us know what you think. Uh, and other players, like you said, let us know. Maybe send us like responses and then we can read them mm-hmm. and then maybe discuss what you think because that would be fun. I, I do think it's interesting that out of everyone, we only have one that we put Gryffindor first. Yeah, because I feel like Gryffindor first, like 
while it's a good house for like cunning like that uh, for bravery bravery and chivalry it like like it's a lot of secondaries because we all encompass different things mm-hmm. like primarily uh who's uh the first with gryffindor first nathan he's the only one that has nathan. gryffindor first yeah which again i think just comes down to the the overwhelming like uh immediateness to to be ready for to to protect people mm-hmm. is that is is like well we all have that in us we don't all rush in uh all the time mm-hmm. we 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 are very quick to react if we need to which is kind of how a lot of us work but to be as proactive in that kind of regard it's not quite as like uh as required i guess is is what i'm looking for yeah no i agree like i remember like when we were trying to break that person out uh, of the flying city which was very recently we we only fully absolutely had to and even then it was reactionary to stop someone alerting everything mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah um i can definitely see that we we have that ability like to 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 push but it's not quite uh all of our defining factors but yeah it, that is interesting uh, gryffindor because obviously like you said everyone wanted to be gryffindor when they read the books yeah everyone wanted that yeah but i feel like as like we all got older we kind of reevaluated how we actually were and not not cared so much about wanting to be in the house where the books were set but like wanting to be in the house that actually fit us <laughs> no i would agree i think that's a good place to end. We've discussed everyone. I think so too. We're probably going to go and cry. <laughs> we're probably already crying in real time when this goes out because oh. we're not ready for this to end. Not yet. No. But it's, it's, it's happening. This was the same thing we told us. We weren't ready for that to end either. Oh boy. No, this is very true. And, you know, please, like Russ said, uh, feel free to let us know if you agree with our, our house assignments or disagree and what where yeah. you would have put some of the characters um, it'd yeah, be interesting tell us why. to see. Yeah, tell us why. Yeah, it'd just, be interesting to see. Yeah, like if what's what the different interpretations are. Yeah, because like uh, we all have defining moments that kind of helped us come to these decisions. What are your defining moments for these characters? Because obviously we see it from a very different side, uh, being in the game. But like, I wonder how people outside of it see it. Uh, that's mm-hmm. kind of curious. Maybe Fennec, uh, if Fennec listens. Uh, <laughs> oh, I'm uh, sure she'll tell us. Yes. <laughs> oh yeah. So yeah, uh, well, thank you for listening to us ramble about our characters that we're already missing, even though we <laughs> haven't lost them yet, but we're about to. We are about uh, to. Oh, boy. Yeah, thank you very much for listening, and we'll catch you next week with another episode. Maybe yep. not about D&D, but we'll see. <laughs> yep, we'll talk to you soon. Bye, guys. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Geek Thyself. Don't forget to check out all the other amazing content on the Nerdsmith Network. If you have any questions for either of us, you can get in contact with us on Twitter at geek underscore thyself. You can also email us at geekthyself at nerdsmith.org. And please don't forget to go to iTunes and leave us a review or also go anywhere you listen to your podcasts. We'll be back next week with another informative and fun episode. And until then, don't forget to geek thyself. Monsters. Savages. Abominations. 
eighty years ago, the great kingdoms of the land above drove all monstrous creatures from their domain and claimed the surface of the world for themselves. Those that escaped the slaughter were driven deep underground, banished forever into the lightless reaches of the dark below. In this endless labyrinth of stone tunnels and caverns, their descendants still fight to survive. And she's going to pretend that she's a fan of this dragon. She's going to be, she's going to say, um, Oh my gosh, I have heard of you before. And I am just so happy that you're actually real. And we actually found you. We've been looking for you. that's flattering. I look at Oneron, salute, and then go back into the shadows. Yeah, sure, make it look so easy. <laughs> she gets angry and she just finds Dyer and just tries to like attack them with it. One of this creature's massive clawed hands grabs hold of your wrist. The cub yet has strength. Come explore a world where sunlight is a myth and monsters may become heroes. Discover new episodes of The Land Above every Monday on nerdsmith.org, Podbean, or wherever you download podcasts. A proud member of the Nerdsmith Network.